morning, good morning. So this is like the third time I I'm, I was on full, you know, my son, he posted this on his uh, Instagram, questions to call yourself out on. And I thought that perhaps this is what we have to do. We have to question and call ourselves out on some things that as Americans, as Black Americans, and before this legislative session, Black Americans should have had the ability to come together and talk about just what the maintenance of effort and the outcomes for public services here in Las Vegas has been, because we have far gone too long trying to be this one people and this one little party over here and all in these silos and everybody thinking that they're getting something when they're meeting the people independently and you ain't getting shit. And I can just tell you, because I look at the maintenance of effort for public services for what's happened in Las Vegas in America over a long time. That is the issue. The issue is that we don't work together. We don't look at the main objective of public education in any one city, state, or county. And within that city, state, or county, have a conversation with what the outcomes have been. And then dealt with the maintenance of effort. And dealt with our ability to measure the benefit of. So, you know, you know. We just need to call ourselves out on it. So according to my son, who is, you know, looking at his life from a young man's perspective, he says, uh, number one, is that really how it went? Or is just is that just how you remember it? So how do you remember the implementation of public education evolving in your local community? Or, you know, what are you saying happened that you can make an excuse as to why your children or the people who look like you are not benefiting? I have to ask you, what have you done and where is your voice? I have to ask you as a people, what has been created within your community to address the failed services? Because people are getting paychecks. Not only they're getting paychecks, they've been going on vacation, they have health care, they have everything that you have or you don't have. And they're responsible to ensure that opportunities happen for you. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number two, how are your insecurities affecting the way that you view the situation? That would be a good thing because you need to check yourself for the thought process that you implement when you're looking at reasonable outcomes living in America as an African-American or a formerly whatever, I don't know, a human living in America. Well, the people look like you. <laughs> What's happening in your local community? Let's understand that the responsibility lies within the local community members. So if we are represented in which manner, in which way? Where is the conversation? They've been talking about having a leadership conference here in the state of Nevada and Clark County since I moved here. So, okay, that's enough. Number three, what part of yourself do you see in the person that you're criticizing? Now, what can I say? I see a lot of myself in different people but 
Then again, I still see myself. I emerged through. But I was a candidate in Emerge. And Emerge is, I was a candidate for Emerge. And, you know, I participated in understanding just how the election process actually works and perhaps, you know, um, the best way to go about getting your your uh, campaign funded, how to address uh, your community in a simple and fast, efficient manner, and how to, you know, convey your point. So my point here is that public education for African Americans in Clark County is not open to oversight. Is not open to um, oversight. Yeah, of the black community because they're being denied the access to criticize it. Okay. Number four, I don't know. Did I make sense to you? Maybe I didn't, but it doesn't matter because this is my podcast. And if you want one, then you get on your own and talk about your, what you'd like to talk. How ignorant of me, right? Okay. Number four, are you more concerned with being right or evolving as a winning person as the winner. I mean, you know, I think that's what that one is for. So are you more concerned with being right or evolving as a person? I'm more concerned with evolving as I understand the investment that I have had to sacrifice to ensure that I understood what it took to get my children educated and my children are educated. But as I was participating, what I did know and notice that there were so if I could count them on one hand, I would say that I met five black people in my journey that were at the level that I was. And I still know at least five or 10 over the 60 years that I've been involved in public education. And, and, you know, I said I'm 62, so yeah, even when I was a child, I could recognize that when my dad was in the Air Force and when we moved to Texas and how we were treated as students in Texas, because when we moved to Texas, even though I raised my hand in the classroom, the teacher told me that he wasn't going to recognize that I had my hand up. I kind of understood that we were back in the States then. But when I moved to California and we moved to Sacramento, I was in the seventh grade. And there were teachers that just really didn't teach then. And because I understood, basically I graduated high school, probably not at the ability that I could have at that moment, but I got through the process. And getting through is more painful for most people than it should be. And I say painful because what happens in public schools now is what you don't understand is children just promoted without learning a damn thing. And the darker you are, the most likely it is that you'll be promoted without learning anything. And what is social promotion? What are we allowed to have happened to our public education system when we all understand the criticalness of basic skills or some foundational skills to ensure that you can sustain oneself. Okay, not happening. That's why in 2021, we have to talk about what happened prior to COVID. Black Lives Matter. 
we have to talk about all of the deaths that black people were forced to witness public executions with no consequences. And why is it that black people have to comply when no other race is forced to comply? But if we would just have not failed to comply, perhaps you could see your child still living the next day. Who are we talking to here? What are we supposed to feel after I'm 62 and I have witnessed public murders my whole life of people who look like me. So um, where does the blame lie? I mean, where where to place blame? I have to place blame with people who look like me because we're living in a nation. We can't be afraid to step up, even though the consequences of stepping up has always been murder or death. Anytime you attempted to stand for a right that you believed that you had. As this nation brought blacks here as servants, we have to question ourselves. Who are we as America? Americans, when we will allow immigrants to come over here and serve in Congress and set rules and agendas from their perspective of how they were raised, but your voice and how you were raised somehow never comes into question. So we have a nation in which we provide services to children in poverty. And those jobs go to people who are paying out of the money that we all pay because everybody has to pay for public services. So, you know, everybody pays some certain level of tax dollars. But, you know, when you're like, you've been given a gift like Michael Jackson or, you know, Prince, he's not here anymore. All these dollars are still generating money. And there's still taxes being generated. But when they were living, they really paid federal, you know, federal income taxes. Or, I don't know, were they corporations? I don't think so. I don't think that their families are still benefiting. I think the only corporation that's benefiting from black people's music who actually die are white people who were overseeing them in the first place. But the message cannot be ignored in the music as every black American who's ever been successful talks about the amount of taxes that they have to pay. And let's get down to the taxation system, how it supports all of us, and then how our voices are supposed to go to improve or critique the public services that we receive. But for black people, somehow you're just not allowed to critique the public services that you have as a born citizen in America. So what blame have you been placing on someone else that you could take some accountability for yourself? I mean, if you're failing, and it's always someone else's fault, you need to check yourself. Because if you're failing, it's because you don't understand that there's something that you're not doing that you must correct and accomplish. Because once you know, you don't have to be retaught. You see, I, I, I found out going through this educational process with my youngest child that once he knew how to do the task, Lord, we didn't have to do reteach. So, you know, what is reteach? Reteach is analyzing what children have learned, reteaching what they might not have gotten before you move on. 
when people just move on, they don't care if you got it or not. <laughs> okay. That's why we have children who are 16, 17, and 18. They can't read beyond the fourth grade level. And they're black. So who are we paying to work with these children? And just where are our voices in the annihilation of the destruction of our children? We have to stop what's going on. We cannot let the Republicans walk away from the asinine things that they were doing during this last four years when they saw that they could change the world and perhaps that they could conquer our government and perhaps that we are so silly to understand that what we have sacrificed as American, as African Americans, can no longer just be ignored. So no, 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 no. Our children have rights just like their children. And uh, all these little macro pods that are going on, there are some going on in the black community too. Yes, they are servicing children with disabilities or whatever. However, they wrote the laws to try to ensure that there some of these people, their children never lost, never lost a day of public school. Yet and still, I can tell you that there are some people whose children are just could could. I mean, they're not in school. Basically, they're just there. They're just sitting there and they're not learning because there's no accountability for anything that happens to them. But they must show up. Why must they show up? Well, of course, so we can pay employees who are getting paid out of the money that we all pay to ensure that access happens for all of our children. And that's not happening. So, yes, I'm rather teed off. I'm rather pissed. Who do I blame? Well, I blame myself if I'm not doing enough to ensure that my voice is heard because I have an opportunity to share a concept with you that we all have a responsibility as American citizens to ensure that access happens for the least of us. Why do you think IDEA was created? Under You know, IDEA was the Individuals with Disabilities Act. And a lot of these public services, even if you don't know it, are paying for housing and all kinds of services for children who know how to access those resources. But hell, if you are just going to accept that people can force you from one situation to another simply because the trauma in your life, I mean, We all, I mean, you know, when you're poor, you have to work. You don't have time to run back and see what somebody's saying that your child threw a pencil or was talking while other people were trying to learn and the public safety and, you know, and all these, uh, what do you call it? Respectful time while other children are learning. That's where we go. We go there. We go there because we understand that not all children perhaps have the character support or character education and character development as all other children. And not all children come from families that are secure. And we have a lot of insecure households that we're working with these children, but these children are all expected to step up. Irregardless, if they don't have nothing at home and they didn't sleep last night and their parent was running around like a, like a crazy person, 
trying to just make sure that life was happening. You know, there's no saying how people are expected to provide security for their children. Yet and still, we know that we have the housing and urban and redevelopment agencies and we have Section 8 and we have, we have, what do we have? Welfare, we have food stamps, we have grants, we have, we have all kinds of services. And guess where all these services are created? And who's working in those jobs? People that don't look like you. And if there are a few people, they're not many. But where the people are not benefiting. And the, for the most part, who's not benefiting from public services are the people who look like you. But yet and still, they sure want to complain that you are getting something that perhaps you shouldn't be entitled to, right? That's the Republican Party. That's the Republican Party always. Instead of saying that we had the 1964 Civil Rights Act. We had the Brown versus Board of Education. We've had so many legislative acts. We had the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment that was supposed to equal the playing field for all peoples. But somehow, you were ignored. Somehow, the plantation just continued to exist, and it was all right. Somehow, we just never paid for what we stole from a people who wish we tried to make whole, but in making them whole, we only made whole to ourselves. And I'm not talking about ourselves like I'm white. No, <laughs> I'm talking about ourselves like for people who know how to live that champagne life. Well, they're living it because the possibility does exist. But for people who ain't got no skills, people who are in language deficit, People who perhaps don't understand that all you've been given in life is a mind and a voice to use it. A soul impacted by trials and tribulations. But if you never chose to step up your game, if you never fought for anything, understand this is a time where you have to understand that sacrifice means understanding the role you play in the self-advocacy for yourself and the people who look like you. I'm African-American and my advocacy is for the majority of my people because I understand where my people are, because I understand access and I understand the importance of your voice and the participation that you must have in order to save your children I can't say my children actually understand, but they know. They know that they ain't where most people are that are like them. And people can see my children and understand that they're different. Why are they different? Because they had access. That's why. And they know what it feels like to have access. And they know how to use their skills to navigate our society. But perhaps they really don't understand or appreciate and value the federal government as I value the federal government, because I value the federal government because it gave my children the opportunity to live. What does she mean? What is she talking about? I'm talking about my oldest was gifted and gay, but it didn't really, you know, it didn't really feel like that. Even though he never 
scored above a 99.9 percentage on the standardized tests. I can say that the people that were working with my child actually valued him and supported him and encouraged him. No, that was not. They were always saying, well, you didn't really write that, did you? Or giving him letter grades that didn't have anything to do with the ability to complete the assignment. No, because if he challenged the thought process of whatever was going on, then apparently, you know, radical, whatever, he got through school. And he's very independent. And what he wants to learn, he can learn. He's got a, he's got a degree in uh, a two-year degree. He was going for a four-year degree, but only missed that by a very short time. But as living in poverty and not being able to complete school because you don't have the money. And then something happened during the Obama years where the financial aid was cut off for kids who took too long to get their degree. And that's just real. But guess what? Poverty prohibits a lot of people from participating, just going to do the things that other people do who have money. Because guess what we found out in 2020? In 2020, we found out that there were people who were paying for their children to have access to the Ivy League schools. And see, you know, just because they get that piece of paper doesn't give them a ranking in intelligence. No, it doesn't. Because we are still where we are as ordinary Americans. And where we are is not on top of the game. So, what should I say? Gotta go back to the questions. Oh, what a... Number six... What a hard conversation have you had or just been avoiding? This is the hardest conversation that I've had. And one that I've been avoiding simply because citizenship is real. How you see yourself is real. Who you are comes from deep within. All of the experiences that you have in your life make you who you are. And you cannot let anything get you down simply because if you live life like everything is a lesson then learn the lesson and move on because it helps you create a more foundational stable you know foundation for you because you know where you won't go and you know where you've been so you know what you ain't gonna do no more if it didn't work for you But you have to learn from your lessons because there are lessons in life to learn from. There are a lot of people that would just take advantage simply because that is their skill. (laughs) And let's not trip. That is what they do. But when you're looking at a public education system that's supposed to be inclusive of all the community people, and then certain people who have been denied because of the perception that it was a gift, it's not a gift. Public education is a right. It is a civil right. And in exploring this civil right, the benefit for public education comes from your ability to advocate for the services. It's as simple as that. So when you have a child who is not reading or perhaps not meeting those minimal standards, it is up to the parent to request assessments, analysis, or whatever that would demonstrate what's happening with your child. And if you don't know what's happening with your child, then that's a personal responsibility. That's probably where you fell off. That's probably one of those harder conversations that, you know, you're doing the best you can, but you're not. Because freedom has never 
you know, freedom has just never been free. And no matter what we say as Americans, we all witness what happened to George Floyd. And we also witness what happened to that young man who got the seven gunshots in his back while his three young children watched that. Now, these were babies watching their parent be shot by law enforcement in the back seven times. And this man is paralyzed now. Who's going to take care of his children? And then we understand that there were no charges formally filed in this complaint. But he was trying to what? Resist arrest. Who gives who the right? Why? Why are we allowing boys in blue to to oppress communities of people who don't have the dollars that make sense, that they can't pay the fines and so they have track it tickets and they just pull them over and over and again and again. And we found that that happened and the discussion has begun to happen in Ferguson about the oppression that was happening with law enforcement officers and how they were taken advantage and how some of those people owed so much, they owed more than what they were making monthly and could not ever pay those fines and taxes. And how is it that we live in a debit society where people are burdened by policies, policies implemented to help keep you down? And I'm sorry. It's unfortunate that you have to pay for everything. You have to pay for driver's license. You have to pay to play here. But when we force people to pay to play, before you put a penalty on them, provide the waiver so that they can participate. You understand what I'm saying? There are so many waivers out there. <laughs> they just waive whatever they don't want to deal with. There are waivers because your kids ain't getting an education. There are waivers because they don't want to help your children. There are just waivers, waivers, waivers that the state begs the federal government, please don't punish us. But then we understand when Obama got in office and he took some money away from the states who were incarcerating too, who had too many failures in public services. And he said, no, you let those people out. He said, no, you give those people opportunities. And no. Who in those states were even rallying around what he was trying to do? Because guess what? (laughs) Republicans shut all that down. So now we have a Republican Party and we have a Democrat Party. And then we have this thing called this Independent Party. And then we have these people who call themselves something else. And guess what? I don't care what you call yourself. Don't care. Just don't. As it stands, we are all Americans. And in this nation called America, we are not, we are not communists. We are not socialists. And what we must understand, that we allow immigrants to participate. Schwarzenegger, not born in America, okay. Governor, governor of California understands opportunity is everything. People come from different countries and see what's being offered in America. And damn, hell yeah, they benefit because they don't have that in their country. So believe you me, public education is the most wonderful thing in the world. And guess what? When you understand the right to benefit, (laughs) 
My son graduated with a one-on-one aid, a laptop, and above proficient, and they had said that he was far, far, he was what? They said that he was severely mentally retarded, communication handicapped. You didn't put all those labels of special education on him. And I'm telling you, just because it has it on the label doesn't mean it's on the table. Doesn't really mean it. The label just means that there is a process that has been established somewhere to move beyond that. And this is where we are in America. We must move beyond the entitlement. Every child must have a right and we must demand outcomes from the investment of public services in America. So I'm at the end of my half an hour. I'm going to say, you know, I've got one more thing to say. I've got a few more, two more things. What is your most toxic trait that you can admit to, please? And then what is your ego letting you, what is, what is your ego getting in the way of your healing? So we have a lot of people with egos who believe that somehow just because they've been appointed, just because they're the ones that are representing, but if you're representing and you've got nothing to represent, understand it's the journey. So until we meet again, this is Darlene Anderson. Empower yourself, educate yourself, stand up. This has to be who we are. Till we meet again. So like, subscribe, and follow me. Share, share, share.